like because my husband asked that why is it called teachers unmuted i don't think teachers are unmuted uh, teachers are ever on mute i said that's uh, unfortunately that was how it was uh, 20 years back now <laughs> the things have changed it's a lot about what the parents feel or you know kids feeling so it's nice to uh, know that you know there are people who want to know about what teachers are feeling as well hello and welcome you just heard what nandita mohan one of the teacher voices featured in this episode thinks about teachers unmuted with sojo burger as she rightly pointed out to her partner indian teachers are not on mute anymore thanks to all you educators who readily agreed to collaborate with me on this project and all of you who want to listen to what teachers think and feel along with me hey you're tuning in to listen to the third episode of teachers unmuted with sojo burgers a desi podcast by an indian teacher on schooling and parenting across the subcontinent in this episode of teachers unmuted with sojo burgers today you're going to listen to the voices of an impressive lineup of school leaders and teachers about the taming of education technology stay tuned hello i'm sojo burgers your host on this fortnightly podcast on schooling and parenting made in india and made for india to tell you a bit about me before we go any further i'm an indian teacher an instructional coach and a schooling researcher i've been working with schools since 2003 and i'm a passionate practitioner of design thinking driven data informed and outcomes based school improvement and classroom turnaround and here teachers unmuted with sojo burgers is the humble attempt of a simple indian teacher to bring the voices of indian educators to to understand how we handle the schooling and parenting challenges that we face on a daily basis in our country and this time we are talking about education technology for a long long time the chalkboard was the only piece of technology acceptable to most indian school teachers why did i use the adjective acceptable here in the early 2010s interactive whiteboards stormed their way into the indian classroom almost all private schools in india installed wide interactive whiteboard panels alongside narrow green colored chalkboards in their classroom to project themselves as technology enabled school but there was a problem teachers were not using them i've been traveling across the country since 2008 as an instructional coach observing teachers at work in their classroom almost every classroom i walked into since 2011 would have an interactive whiteboard installed on the wall however very rarely would i see a teacher switch an interactive whiteboard on and use it during a lesson unless specifically asked to do so most teachers i got to observe completely ignored this curious piece of technology on their classroom wall and relied heavily on the meek green chalkboards installed next to these whiteboard panels to impart their lesson you're right in spite of the school management's heavily investing on education technology there was a huge resistance among indian school teachers when it came to using information and communication technology to teach as a teacher i understand that much of this stemmed from the fear of technology to most indian teachers technology was an untamable beast that simply scared them many teachers used to be so scared to operate this piece of technology that they used to seek their students help to switch them on and navigate through the maze of menus and buttons many of them kept the stylus under lock and key for the fear of damaging them some of them occasionally used the interactive whiteboards to play videos or display powerpoint presentation once in a rare while for most part of the academic year and the school day the poor interactive whiteboard remained untouched and unused and then out of the blue when none of us expected 2020 brought the pandemic along with it the schools had to shut down 
around and the teachers had to reach out to students remotely. The Indian school teacher, who was once so scared of technology, had no other choice but to jump in at the deep end of using only information and communication technology to do their job. How did they manage? What did they do to tame this beast? In this episode of Teachers Unmuted with Sojo Vergas, I want to explore what Indian school teachers did to tame the education technology beast that they were so scared of once, not so long ago. Stay tuned. Like I was trying to explain in the beginning, an average Indian school teacher always resisted the use of information and communication technology inside or outside the classroom before the pandemic hit us. Then the country got locked down and all of a sudden we found all of our teachers teaching online. Was the taming of education technology easy for our teachers? Remember, our teachers nosedived into uncharted waters as the pandemic had hit us hard and the country locked itself down. What exactly did this difficulty feel like for a teacher thrown into the deep end of education technology unexpectedly? I asked Gunjan Mehrotra, the principal of a leading CBSC school in Lucknow. Gunjan is a teacher inside out. As you walk into her school campus in Lucknow, the first thing you would notice is a colorful signboard that says anger-free zone. Yes, Gunjan's school puts equal emphasis on both the academic and social-emotional development of children. Being a very empathetic school leader and a veteran teacher, Gunjan Mehrotra gave me a sneak peek into the struggles our teachers had to go through as they faced their worst fears when it came to using education technology to teach. Oh, there were uh, uh, there were a number of struggles. First, you know, important thing is that when you are on a Zoom class or you are sending a WhatsApp video, all stakeholders of the school and even beyond the school. Like the entire ecosystem of the school can watch you multiple times if you are on uh, on a video call. Uh, like if you are you are sending a video, and if you are on a Zoom session, uh, the the child is at liberty to you know. Uh, to keep his parents by his side because earlier uh, when we began way back in March and March or April at that time the children were not very tech savvy some of them were better off like they were uh, coming from generation Z alpha generation they some of them were very good but then some of them needed help from parents so the father or the mother or somebody who were, who knew technology better was sitting with the child and they were observing the teacher so the teacher you know you know i i i came across one video on whatsapp wherein a doctor was endorsing teachers that if i am operating on the in the ot in the operation theater and some somebody observes me all the time even my hands will shake so likewise for teachers also everybody across the 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 school ecosystem was observing them and they were a little hesitant because they felt that they are being scrutinized and they are being judged and even if you are a very learned person but if somebody is watching you with the intention of judging you it is not easy to perform and come up with the best uh, uh, with with the with the best performance so children uh, actually teachers are were performing for the students some you, you understand when i say performing they were teaching but at the same time it was something like a performance so earlier on, yes it was very difficult for the teachers to accept that a number of people are watching them but then slowly they started enjoying it because then you see yourself on the screen people listening to you with intention and then somebody calls you and says oh ma'am it was a beautiful class and i'm sure my child is in safe hands the teachers also gained confidence so it took some time once our teachers realized that education technology is not a confusing beast as they initially perceived it to be things began changing as gunjan mahrotra rightly pointed out to us all that they needed to do was to change the lens through which they looked at the use of technology for themselves first what exactly needed to change about the way our teachers 
teachers looked at technology. I asked Anisha Sharma, the principal of the CBSE school in Siddhi, Madhya Pradesh. Anisha comes with three decades of solid experience behind her as an educator and a school leader. Her students remember her for her cheerfulness and compassion. She's an educator who strongly believes that schools need to focus on making amazing human beings rather than mere professional. Anisha Sharma explained to me how she managed to help the teachers understand what shift they needed to bring about in their perspective and tackle the technophobia that prevented them from using technology to teach their students. See, uh, motivating them and uh, inculcating this thought in them that you can do it. As to my students, I always say that you have to feed in your mind that you can do it. To my teachers, I went, I did not discourage them by saying that you cannot do this. How it is possible that you do not know, you do not have knowledge. Even now, uh, kids are more smartly operating the Android uh, rather than the parents, you know, including me. When I get new device as uh, I change my phone, then I need to ask my children how to operate. So, this is not a big thing daily and every second you are learning and till the last breath a human being is a learner so learning good things encouraging them i told them that whoever in your family is aware of please learn through them and you should explore when you know long back uh, pcs were introduced at that time my kids were not grown up enough to teach me but when they were grown up and i used to ask them they told only one sentence, Mama, you have to explore yourself. Everything is given in that, in it. It will go on guiding, you know. So, you have to click and click. Online, if shopping, if I'm doing, if I ask them, you, they say that it tells you the next step, the next step. So, I learned myself in the same way I guided my teachers that you have to learn yourself. No, no problem if you are going to take help or you need help of anybody else. But if you will try, you will do it. And yeah. teachers are uh, lifelong learners. If they will not learn, they will be lagging behind and they cannot, if they are not upgraded, they are not flexible, they are not ready to learn, then they are not meant to be a teacher. Now, are we saying that our teachers never made a sincere attempt to learn to use technology before the pandemic and that led to all those unused interactive whiteboards in their classrooms? I asked Anamika Pari, the academic director of a leading school in Bangalore. Anamika comes with the experience of working as a teacher, a school leader and a teacher educator both in India and Nepal. Anamika is one of the very few school leaders I know who makes sure that she is on the classroom floor teaching children though her primary responsibility is to manage her school as the academic director. Anamika pointed out to me what exactly helped most of our teachers overcome the fear of technology eventually as they explored and tamed digitally enabled learning. Oh yes, the challenges are there so you, you, uh, you just nailed it on the dot. The challenges are like too many, too many, including Wi-Fi issues, devices. People don't have devices. So, uh, how do I continue? I mean, I mean, right now, as also, like I said, I'm in a. Uh, there will be noise, background noise, this, that, and on top of it, you are trying to address so many children at one go. So, yes, the problems are there, and children, uh, the teachers were really scared in the beginning. They were scared of even going in front of the camera. How do I do it? So, we had a lot of sessions, we had a lot of meetings in, in just letting them know that standing in front of the camera, how do you, how do you even talk? So, and then replaying the, you know, uh, the videos in front of them so that they are comfortable with 
with themselves yes we Your did that during the training we did that during the trainings and uh, once they were comfortable then only we could you uh, we actually you know let them go on online as such said it took about uh, two weeks so earlier first we had to redo our planning you know how do we plan to take the cl- online classes so we have our lesson plans which are supposed to be like this uh, let's say 12 chapters in a whole year and we are going to do one chapter per month for example i'm saying now uh, on an online platform that is not possible because uh, you know time constraints are there or sometimes in the class of uh, 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 you know lesson will take longer time on an online platform since you are just speaking and there are only a very few uh, interactions in the beginning we said no interactions at all because the teacher will be very flabbergasted how are, how am i going to even because our classrooms are like 180 200 children in one class so how do we, how does the child, teacher even do that so those trainings were given uh and then they were made to stand in front of cameras and you know like uh, teach so in the beginning the teachers could not sit and teach it was very difficult for them to sit and teach because we have been telling them all along stand in the class you should not be sitting so that itself was a very uncomfortable thing so then they uh, we brought in cameras which would be uh, you know in front of them tripod cameras so that not taken so so the entire thing took us about 2 2 weeks to 3 weeks then getting comfortable with the platform we we were using microsoft teams getting comfortable with that manipulating some of them did not even know how to type how to even you know log into a certain thing so all that took some time uh, yeah and then came the training for the children so 150 calls in a day uh, but but like i said they have they have really uh, adopted it pretty well as evident from what anamika has shared with us the first wave of education technology that had hit the floor of indian classroom in the form of interactive whiteboards was not successful only because the school leadership did not take ownership of its implementation the way they did during the lockdown very often external consultants and trainers like me came in to do a few days of training on how to use interactive whiteboard and the teachers were left to figure out how to make learning possible with them on their own teachers tried and failed and as there was no help they gave up using them altogether this time around things were handled differently the schools took complete ownership of the implementation of education technology and things magically changed for our teachers there was a lot of preparation and hand holding there was a lot of collaboration and teachers overcame their technophobia but then there were other challenges that our teachers had to handle connectivity and availability of devices were the toughest among them how did our teachers manage to address these two issues i asked anupa ganakan sundaram director of a leading education ngo in bangalore that works closely with teachers anupa has always been a teacher teaching kids from a very young age she started her career as an educator at the age of 21 she is a special educator and an expert in the montessori approach to teaching kids anupa showed me how the teacher she works with at the ngo she is looking after managed to address the issue of bad connectivity and unavailability of devices in in the schools that i work with um most of our kids have actually not been able to come on to an online class apart from the high school children where you know they there is no other choice so in fact some of those kids were logging in at 7 in the night and they would have a class from 7 to 8 or 7 to 9 because that was the only time that maybe the parent came with a 
their smartphone and so the child uses the smartphone. So we have mostly worked more in an asynchronous fashion. So in our primary schools, mostly uh, our teachers found something called what is now they have now started calling a WhatsApp class. Okay, so it's not like it's a live class. So they formed um, WhatsApp groups with the parents of their students, and uh, actually, eighty percent only have access to WhatsApp. The rest of them were not are not able to. So how many ever we can reach are there on that WhatsApp group? And on a Monday morning, the teachers send like a they do like a three to five minute video of a lesson. So they would you know do like a selfie video or whatever. Of, uh, of them teaching a concept or reading a story or giving instructions or whatever. So that will be sent and they will also scan maybe uh, something from a textbook or a notebook or uh, give instructions of what activity has to be done. And we started doing something called integrated worksheets where um, because of this whole type of login and stuff, so like a one-shot lesson, so a topic, that would cover uh, maths, science, English, language, everything in one. And then so the child will have the whole week to do that worksheet. You know, it will be a nice comprehensive worksheet. Lot, lots of reading and work to be done. And so uh, Monday morning this work is sent out and, the, and they're given like a deadline. So say Thursday or Friday and the, the child does the work. It can either be the a video that it, the child has to take of himself or herself or whatever work that they take a picture of or a drawing or whatever and that is sent back to the teacher for assessment. Are teachers blended synchronous and asynchronous models of learning to reach out to the kids they were working with to address the issue of accessibility? With the fear of using technology out of the way and the issues of bad connectivity and unavailability of resources addressed to some level of satisfaction, there was a new problem at hand. The new challenge was in connection with learning itself. Teachers were teaching but students were not really interested in what they were being taught. Many of them switched off their cameras, kept themselves on mute and engaged in other things during synchronous lessons when their teacher was reaching out to them live. What could teachers do about this? I asked Nadeem Khan, a teacher and an instructional coach based out of Maharashtra. Nadeem teaches in a government senior secondary school in Nagpur and works with teachers across the state to build their capacity. He is an expert in education technology and is a truly connected teacher. Nadeem explained to me what he did to help his students stay interested in learning as he moved his teaching completely online during the lockdown. See, when it came to, like, I teach English language, and when it came to delivering the content, like, course book content, uh, students were okay with it, and they were not very much interested, uh, frankly speaking. So, uh, when I saw that students are not, uh, I mean, the students are losing interest in my class, so that was uh, 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 an, uh, a different situation for me. So, I used some other uh, resources like uh, some interactive videos uh, uh, from uh, this uh, British Council and Cambridge. And I use some uh, like elementary level activities, interactive activities in online classes. And for uh, uh, one week or so, I was continuing the same activity and uh, like uh, inviting all students to take part one by one. We did everything. So, uh, 
then they uh, showed some kind of interest like now now they uh, they felt that they are enjoying the class so yeah it happens uh, uh, i mean that period uh, comes in every uh, uh, every uh, teacher's life while teaching uh, online and i i believe that every teacher must have or might have faced this issue of uh, how to uh, like continue the uh, the interest and engagement of teachers of students online because uh, see uh, in 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 a situation where uh, i was get, uh, i got new students like there was a new class and nobody i mean uh, uh, nobody uh, i had seen nobody and they have they they haven't met me before in uh, school so it was a completely new thing for me and for my old class it was okay i, I mean the students were used to uh, my type of learning or my delivery uh, of content but for new students it was a tough task in uh, in this uh, in uh, continuing their interest so that was a very challenging situation uh, i used uh, uh, the learning material which which was more engaging though it was not from the course or the syllabus uh, it was uh, some fun game and some interactive videos where the students were interacting with the Uh, uh with the screen and like there were some speaking prompts were there appearing on the screen and students were interacting with the character over there so uh i took a diversion and that helped me a lot yeah. i used kahoot also kahoot website and i prepared quizzes and we played online so uh like uh, in kahoot everybody participates from their own device but we were playing online so there were no students logged in but they were uh looking at the question and replying in the chat box so uh, such quizzes or fun activities that help me to uh, regain the uh, interest of uh, these my students teachers like nadeem use additional content apart from what is mentioned in the textbook along with a variety of technology tools to make their lessons interesting and engaging for their students but then the fact that their students are not in close proximity handicap many of our teachers the way you work with students in a physical classroom is very different from the way you work with them in a virtual one in a physical classroom you get a lot more space and time to work with your students and to support them one on one a virtual class does not allow you that luxury how did our teachers handle this i asked nandita mohan a primary years teacher from karnataka nandita comes with the experience of supporting students with special needs and is an expert in inclusive education she currently teaches in a leading school in bangalore nandita showed me a few things that she did to overcome the challenge of not being physically around for her students as she taught them online it's very important that parents uh, also play a very i mean they need to understand that their role becomes even more important here because in school they spend 7 hours with us and even if they don't finish their things we were there to help them and you know cover up on things or not but here majority of the responsibility goes to the parent so we started you know having a lot of meeting with the parents and uh, counseling them as well because I'm a parent myself it's not easy now because you know it was a very different situation you send your kids to school and I think you did discuss this in the first podcast like you know kids are going to school you have a routine for yourself and then they come back in the evening you spend time it's done but here most of them are working and then you know they need to spend that time with um, with their colleagues and then they need to spend that time with their kids so it was very difficult for them as well so we we made sure that the parents were also comfortable with all the technology we we were using we are using you know specific softwares for them so we made them very comfortable and like first 2 3 weeks were just 
uh, you know kids we told the kids that you will be sitting with your parents and understanding what this is so that they also were able to un- i mean so that they can help their kids better as soon as parents started getting involved okay for some kids it worked very well you know uh, parents were completely on board and they were able to understand and they could manage but for some kids it just went a complete opposite way where it you know they were doing very well in school but with this online learning it's they they're just not able to manage because of the parental involvement which was too much so they are still learning i would say it's much better now they've learned how to balance this secondly um we started giving them a lot of async also we have a sync class synchronous class which means it's online and asynchronous which means that they don't need to be online so we also started focusing on a lot of asynchronous work where they could just stay away from their laptops and their ipads and they could work on you know paper and pen and uh, all these worksheets and all which we started uploading we started telling parents that you can print them out because we are also in a school where you know parents can afford these things so that also makes a very big difference to this kind of school you are working in so here we know parents can have printers at home so we started encouraging that so that they don't miss out on you know holding a pencil writing in their notebook so we started telling them you need to maintain your notebook you need to work on your textbooks and everything so these are little things we started doing and we are very strict on the timing right a 40 minute class is a 40 minutes class it can't go above it and we tell them that you have to take a break like they it's compulsory to take a break and a break means a break you need to step out of your room you need to walk you need to do something you cannot be playing games and so you know unfortunately a lot of kids are taking advantage of this fact that parents were thinking oh they are studying but they would be playing games but we made it absolutely very clear to the parents that no a break from our side means a break they need to step out they need to drink water or whatever if they have a pet let them spend time with the pet or sibling something they need to do so these two three strategies helped and uh, like i said it's much better now many of our teachers like nandita managed to get the parents on their side and help them understand what they needed to do as their children were learning online however like nandita mentioned during the course of our conversation no amount of parental involvement can replace the emotional connect that you need to strike with your students to make them understand what they are learning when they are with you online or offline what did our teachers do to establish this emotional connect i asked arushi mehta a prime Arushi's teacher from one of the top international schools in India. Arushi is a STEM education expert and was instrumental in training the first all girls team that represented India in the F1 in schools world finals and international STEM competition for school children. Arushi explained to me how teachers like her across India went out of their way to reach out to their students during the lockdown to ensure that they remain connected. I I've experienced this over the last 8 years if uh i'm connected well with my student if i have consciously uh worked hard to make sure that i'm connected to each of my child whether my class size is of 30 and i teach and i've taught a uh, class size of 30 also and today if my class size is of 20 it's still a challenge it's not it's not easy one should not uh, uh it's you know we easily uh, some some teachers easily say that yes i know each of my child but it takes a while to really know your child uh you know you should i mean uh, yeah so what i Uh, and and this has not been an easy journey uh, not i mean not just for me but even for the children so i ensured that um see fwin when i was uh, when i used to take out time for my fwin uh, team uh, which was post the school hours uh, was these were the secondary students these are the teenagers 
And at the same time, I had an experience of these four-year-old children uh, simultaneously. Uh, the common, uh, one of few of the common strategies that I made sure was to be in touch with them and to be always available to them. Uh, it was not easy. I had to compromise a lot on my personal time. But at the end of the day, when I know that my students are, are at peace, they are happy, they are engaged, they are learning, uh, they are not feeling anxious, they are not feeling negative, that gave me a great sense of accomplishment. A teacher, I assess myself from the eyes of my students. If my students uh, come to my sessions, if I've got full attendance, or today my student says that, Thank you for being with me. I think uh, as a teacher, for me, that's enough for me, you know. And with FN girls, these four, five girls, uh, the, the work has, there was no, no time limit. We were working even late hours and I was there with them. They knew that whenever they're going to ping me, I'll be there. So one thing that I kept in mind that I have to be available for my students. And for younger lots, uh, the timetable was uh, set in such a way that after three academic sessions, we used to have we used to have one-to-one -one session with each child every day. So if there is a class size of 20, we used to divide these 20 children uh, in a for a week, and every child got a turn every week. So five students every day, and we used to have 15 minutes of one-to-one -one chat with the child. Just a very informal, casual conversation with the younger one that, okay, how are you doing? What are you doing at home? How are you spending time with your little brother or sister or your pet? Or how are you helping your mom and dad now that we are at home? So these casual conversations that we usually used to do when we used to physically meet them, whether we are cracking a joke, whether we are cracking a riddle together, or we are singing songs together, we kept that uh, connection alive with the younger ones as well as with the elder ones. So uh, I think, and that really helped them because even today, uh, whenever they are in some trouble, then they, they just uh, call us up and we're always there for them. I think uh, this is the time when we have to show the empathy. We have to be a little bit more kind and um, be be available for each other too. And sometimes you just need a, someone to listen to you also. And teenager, teenage is such a stage when uh, these young girls and young boys, when they're growing up, they, they need that support from their adults, uh, somebody to listen to them, somebody to uh, hear them out. So that's what I've been doing uh, religiously and consciously, and I see the results as well. Um, uh, I think, see, I, uh, when I say that uh, I try to keep myself available for my students, my students also know that uh, uh, there is a time when, uh, you know, when I might not be available. So I, uh, I'm not saying that I go to one good extreme for getting everything about my personal life. I try well to balance it. I, um, with the stress, obviously it's, it's more the, I mean, we're not physically tired, but definitely mentally tired. And when you're mentally tired, uh, you don't even get good sound sleep. So, um, I've been doing a lot of physical exercises also to keep myself active, to keep my mind fresh. Uh, some days, yes, I had to give up on my personal life when the competition was just on the edge 
or when something you know went out of blues and something some problem occurred which did occur uh, just a few days before the competition we uh, we were not able to uh, uh, the document that we had to submit uh, the document was not made in the right file extension and the person who we have hired suddenly got absconded so all these little tiny issues did come and uh, i think the support that i've got uh from my parents i i live with my parents so the support that i've got from them they they knew how the situation was so uh sensitive and uh, uh, uh and important so i got that support but uh having said that uh not all days were like that i try to balance it out stress is always there i won't say that uh we do some magical we we just cast a magical spell and the stress goes away the stress is there i think but now i think we have try we have found ways how to adapt with the stress as well when you when you sometimes see the smiles on your children the students when you see them learning when you see them growing when you see them questioning uh you know your your students are growing they're thinking they are not just sitting in front of you passively or they're not just showing you uh faces full of uh energy and uh, you know liveliness so that's also one thing that for a teacher the stress goes away like arushi almost all the educators i interacted with for this episode of teachers unmuted with sojo vargas mentioned that they spend time calling up their students for one on one conversation apart from teaching them synchronously and asynchronously yes almost all of us manage to maintain the emotional connect with our students through these informal interactions at all the educators i interviewed were really concerned that children were getting an overdose of screen time we know too much screen time is too bad for the kids What did schools do to address this? I asked Ryan Chadda, a teacher who runs an experiential learning school in Bangalore. Ryan left his highly promising career in finance and accounting in the UK and moved to India recently to start a school. He also produces and hosts a podcast, The Tinker Bola Show. The Tinker Bola Show is the education podcast for the world's creators, innovators and tinkerers. I suggest you fire up your favorite podcast player after you listen to this episode of Teachers Unmuted with Sojo Vargas and lend Ryan your ears and listen to the exciting Tinga Bola show. Ryan and his team of teachers came up with a beautiful solution to address the challenge of too much screen time for children. Um and the other thing that we focused on is that we have uh, been sending we've been making physical kits because our school is primarily sort of an activity oriented school. Um so you know there's 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 a lot of activity in the classroom and the children are always working on stuff. So what we ensured was that we made activity kits and we shipped those out to the children uh every month approximately. So a lot of the uh the so-called teaching that happens online is using that material that has been sent to them. So it sort of mimics what the children are used to in school uh because they're always doing activities in school. So we've sort of you know tried to sort of blend the two like that by sending a lot of stuff to them so the thing is so you know our um um uh, the age group of children that we have at school ranges from 2 to about 10 um so they're pretty young um so we knew that definitely for the preschoolers a purely online medium was not going to work because firstly they're not used to that and secondly you probably don't reach that either Um so when we started thinking of this kit thing uh, we decided well we're definitely going to do it for the preschoolers um 
so why not do it for the primary children as well and uh, and it wasn't really it's sort of you know because we were we're so heavily dependent on activities um in in school uh, it was something that the idea came pretty naturally to us uh, and you know our teachers have done an excellent job in terms of you know creating these kits because it has to be sent to each and every child um and but it's made it's made a lot of the learning really seamless so a lot of all our learning is is theme based uh, we have you know about 6 to 7 themes that run during the year and a lot of the stuff that we've been sending is essentially just um you know material which makes it very easy for the children to build things based on them. so you know for example last week um they were studying about aqueducts um so we basically had sent a thermocall and paper and you know various things that they can put together in order to make an aqueduct model um, and yeah we've been doing that pretty much since june and it's, you know, the, ch- the children have taken to it really well and it makes a, a very uh, important point here is that it makes the job of the teacher very easy uh, because even in school when you have an activity oriented curriculum the teacher is more of a facilitator not so much sort of a lecturer who's standing at the head of the class and, and delivering a lecture it's more it's more sort of you walk in a class and you say all right today we're going to work on this and you split the children up into small groups and the teacher just sort of hops from group to group ensure that everyone is involved in things you know in a way where everyone is getting to know something um and so doing it this way online helps with that as well now that's a smart way of simulating the physical classroom and making sure that technology is leveraged to help students not to lose touch with their surroundings since we are not so sure when the world is finally going to open up and let us continue with our normal lives because of the pandemic online learning is here to stay for some more time our teachers are figuring out how to teach our children putting in a lot of hard work and thinking they're not scared of education technology anymore what is the big lesson for you as you were listening to the educators featured in this episode of teachers unmuted with sojo burgess please feel free to let me know your thoughts on this that's all from the desk of teachers unmuted with sojo burgess today until i see you again after 2 weeks stay safe and take care meanwhile if you're listening to teachers unmuted with sojo burgess on any of the podcast players like spotify itunes or google podcast please do not forget to subscribe so that you do not miss out on the next episodes we have amazing discussions coming up in case you would like me to go in search of the answer to one of your questions on schooling or parenting in one of the upcoming episodes of teachers unmuted with sojo vergas please feel free to contact me through my website again sojovergas.online and let me know until then thanks for tuning in and listening to teachers unmuted with sojo vergas i am signing off for now see ya ankora imparo Thank you.